This is Johnny Blue Star. Welcome to Threshold, a global media event. Is the universe just a random dance of atoms, or is it a manifestation of a supremely intelligent architect? Can its purpose, or our purpose here on Earth, be adequately assessed? Can we commune with it, know its intentions, cooperate with its direction? Here, we define Threshold as a gateway state of awareness, allowing mankind to cross into a place of real cognition. Threshold allows us to approach questions of higher reality through the door of experience rather than mere belief. Welcome to Threshold, where we tear away the veil from commercial media, bringing our audience and participants into another realm of reality and enhanced communication. Welcome to Threshold Radio. This is Johnny Blue Star. We're happy to be able to interview Dr. Hugo Rodier, MD, again. This show is designed to be, for many, an introduction to integrative medicine. Before I begin the interview, I'd like to briefly relate a story about my almost shocking realization that pharmaceutically based medicine did not have all the answers. This occurred many years ago in the 1970s when, as a writer and artist in New York, I began to develop a chronic cough that eventually became so serious I could hardly speak coherently or sleep. At the time, I would visit a health food store owned by an author and broadcaster about holistic health, where I helped him with a writing project clearly unrelated to his specialty. I took nothing out of the experience about health except to stop eating canned vegetables. I honestly didn't believe in nutrition as an important component of health. As my health became worse... I decided to avail myself of an offer to go to New Orleans where I thought the higher temperatures would help. Not realizing that New Orleans was the worst place in the world for asthmatics, I was surprised to leave the plane and go immediately into air panic, a distressing condition I had never even heard of. The doctor I had gone to in New York had told me that what I had acquired was basically irreversible and needed to be controlled pharmaceutically, and quite frankly, the medicine wasn't working. I used to ride to the trolley every day between the French Quarter and a friend's house and would pass by a store called Helen Keller's Health Foods. For weeks, I never went into the store, somewhat turned off by the association with the name Helen Keller and blindness, a rather tremendous, prejudicially grounded association, because very soon this little store would become the very center of my attention and virtually save my life. Soon after I entered the store, I started browsing the shelves and, of course, coughing. My embarrassing, unstoppable hacking was interrupted by a lady with a thick German accent. What's wrong with you? She said. I have chronic asthma. It's incurable, I told her. Incurable? You're totally wrong. I cured a 14-year-old girl of leukemia last year. Asthma is nothing. I looked at her incredulously, and I remember she brought out a newspaper clipping that said, indeed, inferred, that a young girl with leukemia had been cured. Anyway, this did not cure my skepticism. I went home and coughed all night and, desperate for help, decided to ask the German lady about her way of dealing with asthma. She was very nice, told me about Arnold Eret's system called the mucusless diet, no milk, no white flour, no sugar, were the main components of the program for me. I tried it. In three days, I noticed a funny sense of, what would I call it, drainage in my chest area. I stopped coughing and started to breathe again normally for the first time, without coughing and without a trace of air panic. For a year or so, I could not take a quarter of a teaspoon of sugar without recurring symptoms. But other than a few experiment test drives, I was basically finished with asthma. In fact, it was my experience of being cured of asthma that thanks to that lady whose name really was Helen Keller, a chiropractor on that health 
food store in New Orleans that ultimately drove me into talk radio, where my first talk radio show focused on holistic health. It took that kind of experience to realize that pharmaceutical drugs and incurable diagnoses are not necessarily the kind of medical advice I need. In a moment, we will convene with the kind of doctor I wish I had known about before New Orleans chiropractor had to intervene to save my life. Doctor, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Johnny. Do you agree that how long has integrative medicine been around? Well, to me, my way of thinking, integrative medicine is the real medicine, and it's been around since the dawn of mankind. I just think that uh, in the last 50, 60 years, we've taken a detour towards a very pharmaceutical-oriented approach to medicine, and, and everybody's so enchanted by it, well, most people, that they've forgotten some very basic things about medicine and health that uh, we've always known and always revered. So it's sort of a blip in time, if you will, where we've forgotten these things. Look, I'm not saying that we don't need the pharmaceutical approach, and I love what docs do in the ICUs and then the, the cardiac units and the emergency rooms. That's what they're for, you know, those uh, very aggressive interventions with chemicals and surgery and IVs and all that. And so, yes, we need that desperately in, in given situations, but that kind of practice being so dramatic and has taken over the whole spectrum of the practice of medicine to where we even deal now with chronic issues with this pharmaceutical approach that does not do well. The, the best way to address chronic issues uh, is integrative medicine, the medicine we've had, we have had since the inception of mankind. Well, when do you think that the, um, you know, we know that pharmaceutical medicine has become, like you say, the centerpiece of a, of, a, of a very new type of approach that has many, many problems. But when did doctors start to realize that maybe this wasn't the best thing for them and they would return to this more or less perennial type of medicine? Well, great question. In my, my opinion, I went into medical school in the early 80s already knowing that the system uh, was sick, if, sick, if you will. Uh, <laughs> and so I already knew, but as far as the whole spectrum of doctors, I think since the very inception of the pharmaceutical approach, doctors have known in their heart of hearts that um, things could be different. It just it, it takes a more independent thinking mind, a more roguish mind, if you will, to really, really understand the dynamics of the present system. And being that um, doctors are being selected from uh, medical students, pre-medical students are being selected from a pool of very bright people who thrive on a left brain approach. Doctors have become very authority-minded in that they wait for their marching orders to practice a certain way. And that's exactly what we need in the military and in the emergency room and the ICU. Can't have too many chiefs in that kind of system. Things need to be done very well, very quickly, very precisely. And so, but I think doctors in the heart of hearts have known that we have taken a detour from a more ancient, more proven, more perennial medicine, as you call it. Now, do they act on it? No. Most doctors right now are uh, very much uh, under the dictum of uh, insurance companies. Uh, the standard of medicine, if you will, what they learned in medical school. A lot of pressures for doctors to stay with 
the system as it is with the status quo. So I'm afraid that even though integrative medicine has been around and is getting more recognized, it's gonna the change back to it to integrative medicine is gonna be one funeral at a time. <laughs> that's oh, that's, <laughs> that's terrible, isn't it? Well, human nature. I that's what we see throughout history. Paradigms are always there, if you will, and 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 seed form. You know, the yin and the yang tells you that. Uh, well, back in the 1980s, when you started this, you said you had a sort of awareness that this was not maybe the the actual medicine that you wanted to practice, but you needed that. I suppose the credential and perhaps some of these supplemental values that are there. Did you realize the uh, sort of the financial aspect of it that was driving all of this? Absolutely. You know, I've I've never been much into material things, uh, financial things, money things. So that's why I picked family practice. You know, because it's sort of a more centrist, integrative approach of all the disciplines is the most integrative, if you will. Right. So I wasn't lured by the big bucks, if you will, which has a lot of pull. In fact, the numbers right now are, are atrocious. We should be having 80% of uh, medical students graduate into what we call primary care medicine, family practice, internal medicine, pediatrics, OBGYN, psychiatry, and 20% uh, specialists. But it's totally the other way around. We only got 20% of students going into these primary care specialties and the rest are specialists. And a lot of it is because we're breeding, teaching, or producing a brand of doctor who does very well with a minimalist, uh, reductionist approach. Mm -hmm. We're not training for global thinking. Further, medicine is so expensive now that a lot of them fear struggling financially so they go into the higher paying specialties and well, so the dynamics are there very toxic well you know i what i'm thinking of also besides the it being financially driven it's also kind of psychologically driven in other words you've got this huge gigantic pool of people now who really believe in pharmaceutical medicine is the only type of medicine and i i believe that there are a lot of doctors who do believe that themselves and really look askance at, at an emphasis, say, on nutrition. Oh, yes, uh, most definitely. It, that's what I meant by the kind of doctors that are being selected to go into medicine. For 15 years, I was a, um, a member of uh, the admissions committee at the University of Utah School of Medicine. Uh -huh. I quit last year. You know, I'm at a point in my career where I just don't want anything to do with the system. I have my houses paid for, my cars paid for, a nice retirement plan. I just don't need to put up with it anymore. So I quit everything, the Utah Medical Association, the medical school, a few other things. And I just hang out in a little suburb in Utah, out of Salt Lake City, uh, and just see patients uh, uh, very leisurely like. We spend a lot of time and cash only. So I've divorced myself from all that. I just don't need it anymore. And a lot of doctors my age are doing that. Well, let's let's go into the sort of the tenets now of, of integrative medicine. We've sort of just alluded at them because we've said that it's old and so forth. But really, a lot of it does revolve around that ancient saying of Hippocrates, food is medicine. Right. Absolutely. 
Could you go so, into the tenets of it? Sure. You know, I have a website, hugorodier.com, my name. Mm-hmm. And there's a blog there posted about two, three months ago where I wrote about 10 things you had to look for in an integrative doctor. And so people can uh, look at that if you want. Before I start, let me say that it's worth talking about alter- alternative medicine. Mm-hmm. I don't like that word at all. I think it's pejorative. And it was coined by the mainstream uh, sector. You know, since when is nutrition, for instance, an alternative? Uh, so you can hear what I'm saying, right? Uh, right. Sure. I, so, I know personally the importance of it. Right. So, so I think alternative, very few people are using that word anymore. How so, about the word complementary? <laughs> that, that's also a good word. I still prefer integrative. Yeah. Most doctors do. Before I get into 10 things you had to look into, look for, and in choosing an integrative medicine doctor, let me just say that in my mind, integrated doctors are a third tier type of doctor. The mm-hmm. first tier is a primary care doctor who is very busy with colds and lumps and bumps and, and prescribing for di- diabetes, hypertension, all those routine things, if you will. When that kind of doctor is overwhelmed, with more complexity, he or she will refer to a specialist uh, that's a second-tier doctor, a urologist, a cardiologist, a endocrinologist, etc. But those docs take the whole person apart, and they only focus on one organ system, and you can see the problem with that. Yeah. So the third-tier doctor being born, if you will, is the integrated doctor who puts Humpty Dumpty back together again. So... That's the kind of doctor I think uh, will win the day in the future. So having said that, these are the 10 points that I think that you ought to look for in an integrative medicine doctor. Number one and foremost, these doctors need to be committed to evidence-based medicine. Because, you know, when you say integrative, my gosh, you could start working with crystals or energy workers or uh, uh, mediums and... You, you hear what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, you could flake out badly. Now, I'm not saying the things I mentioned don't have any merit. They just don't have that much evidence in very good medical journals. So I say buy every way. I think a good integrated doctor will tell you, here are the things that have a lot of evidence, and this is what we ought to focus on. This is a low-hanging fruit. And if you want to try those other modalities that don't have as much evidence, Go ahead, but make sure you don't get ripped off. Make sure you don't get harmed. But this is what I recommend. And so the good integrated doctor will say, let's focus first and foremost on those things that are coming out in good medical journals, validating supplements, nutrition, acupuncture, uh, chiropractors, physical therapy, uh, yoga, tai chi. Those are the things that are really getting a lot of evidence. So number one, you should be committed to evidence-based medicine. Right. Number two is nutrition, lifestyle changes. And you alluded to that yourself. Uh, My practice is 95% nutritional. I do refer to those other modalities that I just mentioned, but I reserve it for myself, for my practice, to discuss discuss nutrition in depth. Uh, I tell you, 
You change. Why is it that people get sick? It's because they've been eating poorly, they're stressed out, and they live in polluted environments. I mean, what else is there? So, Maybe not doing enough exercise. Yeah, thank you. And I throw that into lifestyle changes. Yes, we're very inactive. Uh, exactly. Thank you. Number three, an integrated doctor should be aware of environmental factors. Uh, it's just amazing how much of that is ignored. I still find doctors who believe that, uh, and patients, who believe that cancer is genetic. It's only 15% genetic. New England Journal articles, uh, carcinogenesis articles, it, but they get ignored. Uh, you see, it's easy. It's, it's so much better to just victimize people. Look, now you need an oncologist, you need chemotherapy, you need surgery. And so just uh, roll over, that's it. You know, those things are needed. The things I mentioned, surgery, uh, chemotherapy in, in many cases. But to ignore prevention, nutrition, the environmental factors, toxins in the environment, in a cancer approach, a cancer treatment approach, that's just an example. Uh, that's not wise. So environmental factors such as air pollution, uh, water quality, GMOs, pesticides, xenoestrogens, heavy metals, I mean, plastics, those things are getting ignored. And it's, it's sad because they have a huge impact on health. Uh, I'd like to, um, we have to take a break right now. Sure. And this is very, very interesting because we are looking at the very foundations of what you practice, integrative medicine, and we'll be back in just a moment. We are happy to provide our audience with two very exciting musical odysseys with Stephanie Slevin, a singer-songwriter from the United Kingdom. One is called A Galaxy of Song, and the other is I Talk with Angels. Find out about them and Stephanie's mysterious an intriguing career as a singer-songwriter in thresholdradio.com archives as well as our SoundCloud and YouTube channel. Here's one of our songs, Dublin City. You came to see Dublin City, Dublin City In 1963 came to see Dublin City A man advanced for his time And stood in line for us to see That you stood for mankind For you were not blind No, you were not blind For you came to see Dublin City Dublin City no fear to stand your ground and voice your sound stood for humanity in its purity for the world to see in Dublin City you came to see Dublin City Dublin City a man advanced for his time and stood in line for us to see that it's not what mankind can do for us but what we can do for mankind for you came to see Dublin City Dublin City more than on the 
your hand in Ireland For in 1963 we came to see President John F. Patriots Act is a Brent Marks legal thriller written by Kenneth Eade, a novelist and attorney, often appearing on Threshold Radio. It's about Ahmed, a naturalized U.S. citizen, formerly of Iraq, who was sent to Guantanamo Bay detention camp with no real knowledge of a crime he has committed. Brent Marks, a California attorney, is originally hired by Ahmed's wife to fight for his release. The novel opens with a convincing mock execution, a mode of torture meant to break down a prisoner in a brutal and traumatic way that foreshadows Ahmed's actual death in the hands of his accusers. Ahmed felt the butt of the rifle strike his spine as his knees buckled and he hit the floor. Move faster, Haji. Up against the wall. Stop there. Good. Listen up. My name is Sergeant Brown. You're here because you refuse to cooperate in interrogations. The decision has been made to execute you by firing squad. Wait, I'm an American citizen. Ahmed felt the black bag rip from his head and for the first time faced his aggressors. He found himself facing a man in camouflage fatigues, holding an M16 to his chest. Beside him, an eight-man firing squad with their rifles in ready position. I have the right to talk to an attorney. This is all a big mistake. Brown fastened a leather strap around Ahmed's waist, pinning his spine to a wooden post. Yeah, a big mistake. You should have cooperated when we asked you about your superiors in Al-Qaeda. I don't know anyone in Al-Qaeda. <laughs> do you have any last statement, Haji? But I... I repeat, do you have any last statement? I'm not a terrorist. I'm an American citizen. I have a right to a lawyer and a trial. Denied me these rights. You will answer to God for your crimes. I think you can see who has all the rights here. Ready? I'm. The eight pointed their rifles at Ahmed. Shivering uncontrollably, Ahmed's knees gave way and he hung on the post like a man crucified. Fire! The deafening explosion of the eight rifles was the last thing Ahmed heard. He felt the bullets hit his flesh and his body crumpled forward, hanging lifelessly from the post like a scarecrow. We're back on the air with Dr. Hugo Rodier discussing sort of the main tenets of uh, integrative medicine. And we have been discussing, uh, you know, the need for evidence. We've been discussing the value of nutrition, and also we've been looking at environmental issues. Uh, could you go on, doctor? Yeah, number four is a follow-up to number three. So a good integrated doctor will focus on detoxification issues. We need to improve people's ability to deal with a toxic environment. And of course, most of that is nutrition, but also you want to look at liver issues. They're very much ignored. We have an epidemic of fatty liver in our country, which is from too much sugar, a diabetic tendency, which is an epidemic in our country. Then people don't have good bowel function, uh, intestinal function. A lot of people are constipated, so they're not detoxifying very well. So you can see that's a double whammy. If you don't eat well, you don't detoxify well, and those toxins will remain in your system a lot longer. Right. Number five, supplements and prescription drugs 
Yes, they should be a part of the toolkit, but they should not be pushed. If an integrated doctor insists, so-called integrated doctor, insists on prescribing or giving you supplements, you should be aware. I mean, it's one thing is to sell them, to have them in the practice, but to push them constantly, that is a warning sign. I think a good integrated doctor will not be driven by profits, but, uh, but what's best for the patient. Yeah. Uh, number six, hormonal treatment. That's a red flag right there. There's a lot of doctors who claim themselves to be integrated doctors, and all they are is anti-aging doctors, which I have a, a bit of a problem with because they really get into hormonal treatment. Uh, you walk in there with a hangnail, and you'll walk out for sure with testosterone, thyroid, sex hormones, and they have their own testing to say, oh, look, you're deficient. You need this. You know, you do need hormonal treatment in some cases with standard treatment or testing yes we'll find some people who do need those hormones totally true but for everyone to walk out with those drugs you see the problem there yeah uh, Hormo hormones are powerful yes also they're stimulants i mean they're like legal speed if you will if i give you testosterone thyroid you'll be like a bird on a wire a real nice spring on your step you'll love me and you'll be very happy but uh in one or two years, that will wear out, and uh, the the anti-aging doctor may give you even more, higher dosages of these hormones. It's a dead end. It's just mm -hmm. not going to work. I, I still find a lot of patients who want that, you know, and I refer them to these doctors. I just don't want to do it, particularly when the hormones are meant to cure everything. That's another red flag. Right. Because hormones are not uh, hormones are not necessarily the only kind of food that you need. <laughs> right, and again, you know, look, there are people who need these hormones, absolutely. But everyone, come on. Uh, number seven, testing should be held to a minimum. Uh, refer back to point number one. Uh, a good integrated doctor should be evidence based. So I'm quoting now from the U.S. Preventive Task Force which uh, very often publishes reports based on very good science and statistics that we're testing too much. And a lot of testing, of course, is driven by fear of being sued, uh, by uncertainty or a fear of uncertainty. So let's just test everything. Some patients are very uh, willing to, to have everything tested, and we need to listen to that. But as a whole, I think we're testing too much. We can do without so much testing. I think it's best to do some very basic little things, uh, lifestyle changes, minimal testing. If that doesn't work, then we ought to get into a lot of uh, other testing if the picture's not clear. I was going to ask you about mammograms. Well, let me quote from very good evidence. This is from the New England Journal of Medicine about two to three years ago, maybe more. The Swiss uh, published this article saying that there is no evidence that mammograms increase longevity or decrease mortality. Uh, promptly ignored by the American community. So the Swiss, because of this good study, quit doing mammograms. Now, I'm not saying let's do the same in the United States. But again, I'm saying we probably could get away with doing less mammograms. Uh, you know... <laughs> There's always been an upheaval when the U.S. Preventive Force talks about mammograms. First, we were told shouldn't do them in the 30s. Big scandal, a lot of complaints. 
than the U.S. preventive forces should do in the 40s. Another round of uh, complaining and and then now we're down to just start doing them in the 50s. You know what I say? In the 50s, maybe every other year, but consider a thermogram. Thermograms are still doing, being done in Europe, particularly France, and I know they're, they're done here in Salt Lake City, but a thermogram picks up heat patterns from the woman's breast without radiation. So a lot of women, a lot of my patients prefer to do a thermogram, and of course if there's any question or a questionable finding in the thermogram, if they want to have a second opinion, they have to get a mammogram, but that way they cut down on uh, radiation quite a bit. Further, if you're really worried about breast cancer, think about it. The mammogram is picking up a problem after the horse is out of the barn. The real prevention uh, for women's breasts and cancer issues is to get rid of xenoestrogens in the environment, toxins, 800 of them, which have uh, an estrogen-like effect on our organs, including the prostate. And so by cutting back on those toxins and improving your detoxification uh, parameters in your body, your liver function, your gut function, then you will decrease your risk of cancer a lot more. That's primary prevention. That's what should uh, prevail. Well, we're going to take a break now and be right back with Dr. Hugo Rodier and our discussion of integrative medicine. Patricia Welch is clearly one of the most accomplished singers living today. Recently, she created a wonderful CD set called Great Entertaining, Cocktails, Dinner, and Dessert with Patricia. We have two complete shows with Patricia, show number four, Evolution of a Singer, and show number 14, Cocktails with Patricia. You can find them at our Threshold Radio archives at VegasOnNetRadio.com and YouTube. Now, Patricia Welch will sing a song composed by Edgar Ahrens with lyrics by myself called Palm Springs Lullaby. Escaping from the dawn We flee to desert skies The final dance is on With no more alibis As windmills madly spin Our dreams from lovesick sighs That dancing shadow Strange in our desert 
This is Johnny Blue Star. I've worked as a lyricist with Patricia Welch for over five years, along with Russian composer Edgar Ahrens, a friend and colleague. Her ability as a singer is simply amazing. She brings a unique and dramatic flair to every song she sings. Over the next few months, we shall be releasing a number of these songs, part of an album called Hadley's Castle. Meanwhile, Patricia has been busy creating a super enjoyable collection of classic standards in an exciting 46-song, 3-CD collection. Music for great entertaining introduces cocktails, dinner, and dessert with Patricia Welch. Three hours of continuous music. 46 of the all-time classic standards spanning decades of hit songs. Going to a friend's home for dinner? Cocktails, dinner, and dessert with Patricia also makes the perfect hostess gift. This three-CD compilation is the perfect background music that sets just the right mood for any dinner party. I'm crazy for feeling so lonely To purchase this album, just go to patriciawelch.com forward slash CD. That is patriciawelch.com forward slash CD. You won't be disappointed. The following is from West Side Warrior, the memoir of Ray Boylan, a Korean War veteran and crime fighter. He was there fighting in the world's coldest battlefield when the Chinese communists invaded. Desperate squad members ran past our foxhole yelling, Get the hell out of here! There's too many of them! Again, the other Chinese soldiers charge again with opium-induced mindlessness, oblivious of our bullets. Again, we heard the bugles and whistles. Climbing out of our foxhole, Bob dropped two hand grenades behind us, and I threw one over my shoulder. Bullets whizzing by our heads, Bob and I became bolts of lightning flashing across the mountainside. Like a hideous film, desperate scenes like this played out on the Tokong Pass for three days. Sometimes I played in the scene. Sometimes I could only watch and wonder if it were real, or if I'd be suddenly jolted out of my trance by an RKO usher saying, Hey, did you kids sneak in here? To acquire this book, Google westsidewarrior.boylan.kindle. Boylan is spelled B-O-Y-L-A-N. That's westsidewarrior.boylan.kindle. We're back on the air with Dr. Hugo Rodier, medical doctor who specializes in integrative medicine, and we've been talking about the basic principles of integrative medicine, and would you uh, continue on? Yes, number eight, uh, things to look for in an integrative doctor, is a very good understanding of gut issues, how the microbiome is so critical in people's health and disease. And by that I mean the bacteria that lives in your gut. Uh, most people now know that that's most of your immune system. Uh, the, the bacteria in the gut has a lot to do with liver detoxification, uh, with detoxification itself in the gut. It has to do with what uh, macrophages, antibodies, white cells do floating in the bloodstream, if you will, because those floating guys, patrolling guys out in the system, take their marching orders from the gut bacteria as to who they should let pass or not in the bloodstream. So gut issues, the very source of inflammation, which is at the core of most diseases, are critical 
and the practice of an integrated doctor. And this point number eight, gut issues, of course, encompasses everything else that I just talked about, but it is so dramatic, dramatically critical that I have put it in as a separate point. I, I've written a book about this, Gut Health, um, which is sold uh, very well because, uh, you know, pe- people need to understand this. And it's amazing, you know, 30 years ago when I began practicing, I mentioned probiotics and I, I would almost get stoned to death, you know. <laughs> And now, well, you know what's happening now, but I was one of those <laughs> weird docs who stuck their neck out 30 years ago. Yeah. So gut issues are critical. Number nine, it's a very good understanding of mind-body issues. You know, a lot of disease, it's just that people are stressed out. Uh, they're not sleeping well. They're worried. They, their relationships are not that great. They don't have emotional support. Childhood issues, very basic childhood issues have not been resolved. And all those things start to play tricks with your mind, not only by uh, increasing stress and adrenal stress in particular, but also by maximizing pain perception. You know, pain could be 2 over 10, right? But if you're under stress and you're always worried, that pain will seem to be 10 over 10. And, you know, we have to be careful with this. You know, I'm not saying that a lot of things are just in their head. No, these are real, real issues, real diseases, real pain. And so if we don't attend to the underlying emotional, spiritual, character, ideology issues underlying a uh, person's presentation, we're going to miss a lot. Well, I think in my case, you know, I, I've gone through a lot in terms of anger. And uh, I think after I took an anger management course and, and did some other work, uh, particularly uh, things connected to Wayne Dyer, I do think that my stress levels went, went way down. I would spend my life just being, you know, so much of it. And now it's it's something that when it occurs, I realize it's not really uh, that valuable an emotion to carry with you. And I'm sure people carry away, carry with them all kinds of things like that. And I know it affected my, my energy level and, and probably uh, assisted me in be- becoming sick. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and anger is mostly a function of lacking attention growing up for the most part. I'm not a psychiatrist, but uh, I've, I've studied a lot of this stuff, uh, even in school. I think that, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, you were saying, talking about the gut. And, um, you know, to me, uh, from a sort of metaphysical point of view, anger is really connected with, um, you know, the, uh, the, the planet Mars, right? The, right? the god of war. And that's always associated with the solar plexus. And the sort of uh, possibly the ganglionation that occurs around the gut. Mm -hmm. Yes, and bile, the liver. Uh, Hmm? Bile is, these are supposed to be bile characters, B-I-L-E. So, yeah, you you see a lot of digestive issues with anger. Yeah. Well, go on with your, uh, your tenants, have we? Okay, number 10, fees should be reasonable. I just don't think that uh, a boutique approach is a way to practice integrative health. There are a lot of practices springing up where I'm just astounded that uh, to do what I do for $80 a visit or that's a follow-up visit or for $200 for a good hour, hour intake for a new patient. I hear of boutique clinics throughout the country where people are being charged thousands of dollars to get into this type of practice. And I, I just don't think that that is 
uh, good for the system, good for our society, good for our patients. It's good for the pocketbook of the practitioners, but I just don't think that that's a good integrative approach. Well, I, I think that approach is used by a lot of professions. I'm thinking immediately of attorney, uh, where where, yes, where you have you have people basically unable to get effective help in in a lot of different areas because of this quote professionality, which has such a high cost to uh, the average pocketbook. Yeah. You know, a great example is hormonal replacement. Uh, uh, One-third of women in the country are clamoring for bioidentical hormones to the chagrin of the pharmaceuticals who keep planting misinformation saying that there is no value to bioidentical hormones extracted from wild yams. Or <laughs> it, yeah. It's totally untrue. Of course, they work. They work. That's why one-third of women are clamoring for them. But they end up in boutique practices where they're charged $2,000, $3,000 excessive testing of hormonal levels, which are not that accurate. And these poor women end up spending a lot of money when they could have gone to a good integrated doctor and for a visit or two a year, they get the same hormones with minimal fanfare and micromanaging. What would you describe to be the main tools of integrative medicine that, that you use? Nutrition. The main tool. Nutrition and gut issues. Yeah, those are my main uh, my main two tools. Mm-hmm. You know, you were talking about, you did a book called Gut Health, I believe, and uh, you have some other books. Why don't you describe a little bit about those books? My last book uh, is uh, Joint Pain, and it's to show that a lot of pain, fibromyalgia in particular, even arthritic conditions, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, are coming from the gut. That's where inflammation is generated because that's where most of your immune system is. is. So the inflammation is generated by an imbalance of gut flora from way back, poor diets, too many antibiotics, acid-blocking pills like Prevacid, chemicals in the environment, etc. So the gut flora being upset puts out inflammation, which leaks out of the gut and goes to your joints and your muscles and everywhere. Yeah, so that's my last book, Joint Pain. Uh, last year, that came out this year, last year I published uh, uh, Switching Off Chronic Disease. That's more recipe-oriented and way smaller than my first two books because people are just not reading. So it's much more reader-friendly with a lot of uh, recipes. And prior to that, Gut Health, which is more academic, um, I think is still good for the public. Uh, it requires a good high school level education. <laughs> yeah, people are just not reading it. You know, it's funny because I, I guess over the last few years, I've been reading more than I've ever read in my life, uh, except when maybe I was, you know, had more time. Because I, I, I find there to be a sort of satisfaction and completion in in yeah. reading things instead of just sort of looking in the internet and finding a few paragraphs and then moving on. Well, you just define yourself as a baby boomer, you know. So other than baby boomers, I'm afraid that uh, other generations are not reading that much. No, they're not, I'm sure. Right. And then my first book uh, in the 90s, Mm -hmm. I got a lot of flack for this. I stuck my neck out with uh, licking, licking sweet death. And I had the audacity back then to say, Sugar is addicting. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is prediabetes that we're ignoring. Uh, you wouldn't believe uh, the pushback I got. And now you hear about prediabetes uh, advertised in public radio that you should be tested for it. 
people finally caught on that sugar is an addiction, those things have been in the medical literature for decades and ignored. Right. So that was my first publication, Licking Sweet Death. Um, you know, I should say that the last one I wrote is a, a PowerPoint presentation, a lot of pictures. I figured, you know what? If they're not reading, maybe they'll want to look at the pretty pictures. So my last in a publication I'm not writing anymore other than fiction. I'm writing fiction right now. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's a slide presentation called Integrative Health or uh, Hermetic Health. Hermetic Health because of the caduceus, the deep uh, esoteric meaning of the caduceus, the symbol of the medical profession. And where could that be found? On the net, you can order it online, hugorodia.com. Mm -hmm. Okay. And all that, and I'll just send it to you. Well, that's great. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back and conclude our discussion today, okay? All right. I've worked with Russian composer Edgar Aaron for quite a few years, building an inventory of songs, many of which feature singer-performer Patricia Welch. We will soon be releasing these songs, components of an album and a musical in progress called Hadley's Castle. When Edgar and I first got together, I was amazed by the brilliance of his musical scores created for movies, TVs, and animations. Here is a sample of the work he did on the Russian TV series, available now on Amazon, called The Secret Agent's Memoir, which had two seasons. This score is called Escape and was created for the first season. I am very pleased to say that Bridge of Light Productions, a division of New Galaxy Enterprises, is proud to be the contact point for television and film companies seeking information about this amazing composer's work. If you're in the entertainment business and wish to know more, contact me at johnnybluestar at gmail.com. That's johnnybluestar at gmail.com. Since the advent of the internet, and particularly Amazon, the world of book publishing has changed. Competition to develop a best-selling book is tough and can be expensive. But there is one kind of book that can be useful without running that gauntlet. That is, a book about your own business. The best business card there is. For more information, visit New Galaxy Enterprises or contact me at johnnybluestar at gmail.com. So, Doctor, I was really pleased to have you uh, speaking with us today. I I have a tremendous respect for you because I have actually been a patient of yours, and uh, we've developed um, a sort of um, discussions about all kinds of things uh, over the over the year or so that I've known you. But um, right now, I'd like other people to have that opportunity. So, could you please give some of your contact information? Sure. The best is uh, my website, uh, hugorodier.com. I think we should spell that out. H-U-G-O, Hugo, Rodier, R-O-D-I-E-R.com. Right. One word. Yeah. So what would people look forward to if they were going to make an appointment with you? 
Um, they they're gonna see they're gonna spend a lot of time talking about their issues. They won't be rushed. They'll start to feel better and they'll start to get off medications uh, if they want to. Uh, you know, I should say that you have to be motivated. I mean, I can't be there all the time with you, so I, I help you as a coach and. Hopefully, you're motivated and inspired enough to make these changes. Look, if they were easy, everybody would be doing them. And, you know, that's the one thing about the system that we must talk about. The system that we have now in healthcare is a system we deserve as a society because most people have not woken up yet. They just want a quick pill, a quick fix. In fact, articles out there are saying that after five minutes, the doctor loses the patient. Why? Because the patient has not gotten the drug they came to get. So you better prescribe within five minutes is what these articles are saying. It's <laughs> just like uh, fast so, medicine, right? Right. So to sit here and blame the system and blame the doctors, it's not an integrative way to thinking. So look at the man in the mirror. So my job as an integrated doctor is to help you realize that the reason you got in trouble is because you didn't follow very basic tenets of health that are very ancient. And so motivation, inspiration is the way to go when they come in. Uh, that's my job. So I provide a lot of references. My website is full of great studies from leading journals. Uh, there's even uh, radio interviews. There's a slide presentation. So the number one thing is that you've got to internalize these simple principles. I can't be spoon-feeding you, which I will still try to do because, <laughs> you know, People don't change overnight, so I kind of gauge people where they're at as far as their level of change and understanding, and then we begin baby steps. Some people come very prepared, others are not, so my job is to see where you're at and help you begin the transition towards health. Now, I understand that you that you don't personally take insurance, is that right? No, because, you know, I'm sick of the system. It's very toxic. It forced me, the insurance and the system, to spend three-fourths of my time with a patient on things that don't matter, uh, filling out boxes, forms, standard of care, which is a lot of testing, a lot of drugs, and that left me very little time to do integrative health, which I still managed to do all these years, but it was very stressful and, and satisfactory to me and patients because we were always pressed for time, so I fire them all. I still <laughs> think patients will save money by seeing me or an integrated doctor where they live. Because they will truly spend time on real changes. And uh, then they will need less visits, less testing, less drugs. They'll come out ahead. That's why I tell people, look, get yourself a catastrophic insurance, you know, high deductible. So if you end up in the emergency room or some catastrophe like that, you're fairly covered for that. And then pay for your own visits. Go see your chiropractor, your acupuncturist, your nutritionist, your integrative doctor. Pay out of pocket. Spend good time with them. And you'll save money. Right. Well, look, look, doctor, just to say it one more time, your your website is hugorodier.com. It's H-U-G-O-R-O-D-I-E-R.com. And there they can make the connection. They'll have uh, your phone number and email. <clears throat> is that correct? Exactly. Well, thanks for coming, and I look forward to more experiences with you in this in this area of promoting the right type of health. Thank you, Johnny. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Thanks to singer-songwriter Stephanie Slevin, singer Patricia Welch, composer Edgar Ahrens, and New Galaxy's Director of Web and Digital Media, Asan Khan. 
If you like Threshold Radio, a program dealing with core issues affecting our personal, political, and spiritual lives, and advocates the creation of an enlightened and informed citizenry throughout the world, then you might think of supporting your business and our message by advertising on our show. If interested, just go to www.thresholdradio.com or contact me at johnnybluestar at gmail.com.